The world is like a ride at an amusement park, and when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Don't think, feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger, or you will miss all that heavenly glory. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey brothers, so happy to be back with another episode of the Liberation Mentor Show. Missed last week because uh, everyone's schedule's a little bit messed up because of what's going on in the world. We are, as everyone says, living in very interesting times. Uh, before we get to our amazing guests, you know, I just thought I should say something on the whole situation. Everyone has an opinion on COVID-19 and coronavirus and the current state of affairs. I definitely don't have an informed opinion because I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a politician. I'm not on the ground in a hospital. I'm not pulling the levers of an economy and, and watching what's happening. So I can't give an informed opinion on, on that. What I will say is that no one knows. Anyone who tells you they know, even if they have an informed opinion, it's just like anyone who tells you they know what happens after you die, right? No one really knows what this whole thing is about and what it's going to do and where it's going. So don't buy into the fear, right? Like stay, stay present, stay calm and use your awareness to make good decisions and find opportunities within this all. That's pretty much all I have to say on that with the exception of the stuff that I discuss in the show. Today's guest is a gentleman named Huntley Smith. He was on my show when it was called the Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood podcast and he's just a wonderful human being. I thoroughly enjoy every conversation I have with him, and this was no exception. It was actually one of my favorite episodes of the show to record so far, and it was just just wonderful. I'm sure we'll have him back sooner rather than later. If uh, you're at a point in your life now where you've had a chance to take a long, hard look at yourself and realize that you want more out of life and that you need to create new habits, routines, and rituals and, and create something bigger and better for your life, and you want someone to help you do that, I may be able to help you. Head on over to my site, liberationmentor.com and book a free clarity call with me and we can we can do a dive into your current situation and see ways in which we can improve it. Well, without further ado, here is the next episode of the show. I hope you guys enjoy and stay safe out there. Hey brothers, welcome back to the Liberation Mentor Podcast. I am speaking to a brother from another mother who is on the other side of the world. He's in South Africa where I grew up. It's my friend Huntley Smith. Huntley, so good to have you here, my man. Ah, oh, thanks, Nick. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you were on the show when it was still a jiu-jitsu show, and everyone loved that episode. Everyone hugely appreciated you and your wisdom. And I know since then you've become, you've grown and developed even more, and you've got some really cool stuff to share with everyone today, in particular about habits that I want to get into because that's a big part of of what I'm doing at the moment in my work. And, and I think they're extremely important, but before we do that, let's just get this Corona bullshit out the way. <laughs> uh, it's weird, dude. It's weird. Like, you know, everyone has an opinion, but what I keep saying is no one knows. No one yeah. knows the truth of the situation. No one knows where it really originated. Maybe the, the story of Wuhan is true. Maybe it's a engineered virus. Maybe it's a hoax. No one knows. No one knows what it's going to do to the world. No one knows what's going to happen to the economy. Like everyone has theories, just like with Y2K. Do you remember Y2K when the, the world was going to end? 
hundred percent, bro. <laughs> and the ATMs weren't going to work, and there was going to be large scale rioting, and the you know life as we know it will change, and you've got to build a bunker in your backyard and store three hundred tons of food, and um, dude, and nothing happened because no <laughs> one knows what's going to happen. I'll tell you this, Nick. But the coronavirus here in South Africa for us is our alien, right? Our alien invasion. And, and uh, you know, so regardless of whether conspiracy theories aside and um, sickness levels aside and, and death levels aside and all of that aside, the fact of the matter is we are in lockdown. You, 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 can't, you can't look at that. You can't ignore that. Um, you can't ignore the financial implications that this is going to have on us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now more than ever, it's so unbelievably important for us to create these really, really, really incredible routines. Because, um, you know, Nick, imagine somebody turns around to you and says, Bro, I need you to sit in your house for 21 days. Okay, cool. Yeah. What the fuck now? Because that's the case. That's, that, just to, to clarify for those who aren't in South Africa, that's what's happened starting yesterday at midnight. Yeah, 100%. It's a 21-day quarantine in South Africa. So unlike in the States and in the UK where they've closed most things and there's social gatherings of a certain size are prohibited in South Africa. You literally cannot go outside unless it's for a very specific reason. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So you've got essential services. You've been given permission to run. So obviously um, logistics is running, food is running, um, government is running um, all, all the, all the essential services. So you need, and actually you need a permission to be able to go out. And then if I do need to go to the shops, the shops are open. Um, so I can go and get meat, or I can go and get food, or whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. it needs to be the primary person of the household. You need to drive directly there. And um, if you if you are caught, um, oh, oh, alcohol is prohibited. How's that, Nick? I think it's fucking great. That's it's, great. Oh, so do I. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Cigarettes are prohibited for twenty one yeah. days. So now everybody's sitting there, and 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 at three o'clock in the fucking afternoon, they're going to be in their pajamas watching Netflix. Yeah. Well, they are if they, they're not on the path, bro. Unlike um such as yourself. Yeah, no, it's 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 wild to think because that country it's on the brink of anarchy at the best of times. So God God only knows what, what's gonna happen with this. Uh I just received a video um yesterday from a friend showing them having a lot of the people there in the poorer parts of the country having pre-lockdown corona parties where they're all chanting corona and hugging each other and which was a little bit disconcerting truth be told considering that yes. my parents still live there and uh, my brother still lives there and it, i don't know it kind of scared me a little bit i mean what's your take on that oh dude uh, i'm with you man and and unfortunately there is a part of the country that's taking it very very seriously and there's a part that isn't but um let me let me tell you i i'm always pessimistic and realistic no, I'm not always pessimistic. I'm pessimistic about our government, and mm-hmm. but I'm realistic about life. And I've been super impressed about what the what the government's done, and I've been super impressed with uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa and what he's done, and the steps they've taken, and the swift, decisive action they've taken, and everything they're doing is right. You know, <laughs> conspiracy theories aside, Nick, everything they're doing is right. If sure. we look at Italy as a model, what we're doing is right. We've just had our first two confirmed deaths, which was today. So, man, it's there, right? And it is what it is. And uh, again, conspiracy theories aside, we're in lockdown. So now mm-hmm. the question is, now that we're in lockdown, what now? Um, what now? What now financially? What now in terms of our habits? What are we going to do? How are we going to try to create business? Um, mm-hmm. What are we going to do to to maintain our sanity levels? Sure. Let's, let's break it up into a couple of categories. Um, our health, um, physical, our health, mental, our health, spiritual. 
And um, and lastly, I'll, I'll add something like like meaningful connections, you know, our, our relationships with our friends and our family and things mm-hmm. like that. Nick, you don't know this, boo, but I'm without a wife for 21 days, dude. Without a wife? Yeah, she's at oh. the stables, man. She needs to ride horses. Wow, okay. So <laughs> and, and for a lot of guys, that'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. I want sure. my wife with me, man. I fucking hate it. I, I think it's terrible. Yeah, that's not cool. If your wife, if your wife's no. awesome, that's not cool. And your wife is awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I think to, to me, I think there's this fundamentally two types of people in the world. And this event is going to bring out, is going to show that. And and the first type is one that will complain, will use this this hugely historic global event to complain and maintain or, or try to maintain the status quo of his life, which is usually not very good as it is. Um, and he's usually just bound by comfort and, and a selection of pretty poor habits and lack of direction. And then there's the other type of person who you are definitely an example of. I like to think I'm an example of who sees this as a huge opportunity for self-reflection and self-development and just a chance to slow everything down and just take a long, hard look at your life and what you value and, you know, use that time constructively and productively. I mean, I've almost finished writing a book in this time and it's only been a month, right? Like it's because I'm the kind of person who does that kind of stuff. And I know you are too. And I just, I have a couple of friends who I'm trying to, I'm trying to impart to them what an opportunity this is. And they don't seem to be able to see it. You know, they're too concerned and rightfully so there is, a concern that, you know, society will break down and there's going to be looting and your family is in danger. And I get all that, but how does, how does worrying about that improve that? What is what does that do? I mean, you, especially at this stage in the game. You- yeah. So it's, it's guys are actually going to use this as an excuse, right? Mm. So this, it's not even the status quo. I think it's even worse. Like I say, Nick, so this is, this is the thing. Do you have a routine? And that routine is you go to work. So at least you're fucking contributing something to society and you're creating something for your family. And, mm-hmm. you know, now now it's not going to be status quo. Now it's going to be the complete opposite. Now it's going to be I have an excuse to sit on my ass and uh, Netflix or drink or eat or complain and bitch and moan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's even worse, right? <sighs> Man. Who's ever sat in their house for 21 days? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely people who've done that due to, usually due to illness or house arrest or whatever it might be. There's, but yeah, it, it's going to be testing a lot of things and it's going to, I think it's going to, it's a time of great revelation. I know that sounds pretty grandiose, but I don't mean revelation like in the biblical sense. I just mean like people are going to, they're going to start noticing things because whenever your patterns are interrupted, yeah. there's a potential to see to to reflect right and i just hope everyone listening is doing that i mean this is the time to read those books that you've been wanting to read for a while or make that business plan or this is the time to to act right and my, for for some of you it's a great opportunity you're getting paid leave or leave that's going to be reimbursed by the government unemployment assistance or unemployment insurance and I mean, what an what an opportunity! What a huge opportunity that you might never have again in your lifetime—like two or three weeks of yeah. paid downtime, right? Where you don't have to, or a lot of your responsibilities. Let's take the finances aside, right? Whether you're not you're getting paid or not is irrelevant because right now you're here, you're sitting here. So mm-hmm. it's not even about 
Because yeah. everybody's going to sit there and everybody's going to say, oh, I'm going to learn to do the splits, right? Or mm-hmm. I can do handstands or write this book. I think th- this, this type of life next suits you because you are disciplined. I think the problem, first and foremost, is that I need to create my new normal. I need to create my new set of disciplines, just like I have when I go to work. So if you need to leave at six o'clock in the morning to get to your job, job uh, if you need to leave at seven o'clock in the morning to get to your job at eight, well, you're up at five. Um, and if you're somewhat disciplined, you have somewhat of a training schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And then you come back and then perhaps you do some sort of, sort of mindfulness practices. And then you get dressed and then you go to work. And when you get there, you've got certain deliverables, right? You've got somebody who you're accountable to, be that mm-hmm. a client or a boss, okay? And then you come home. And then on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night, or whatever the case, you may have uh, a sports activity or whatever the case may be. But therein lies that structure that we as human beings crave and require so desperately. Mm-hmm. And that structure has been taken away now. So now sure. the question is, how do I create structure within which I can flourish? And that's the key, in my opinion. It's all about the planning, Nick. Yeah, and, and I want to get into that. I want to hear your strategies and your tips on that in a minute. But I think this, this comes down to a far deeper um, issue that is one that is close to my heart, which is this idea, you know, I, I really believe that men in particular are happiest when they are the the captain of their own ship, right? When they're taking their destiny into their own hands. And that usually comes with fear and and difficulty and challenges. But as uh, to quote Nietzsche, one of my absolute all-time favorite quotes, he says, um, it's, and I'm paraphrasing, it's when you you turn away from the crowd and go your own way, there's going to be often times when you're lonely and afraid, but no price is too steep to pay for the privilege of owning yourself. And... Mm. You know, the, I think the, the issue is that a lot of us have been trained from such a young age to follow orders, right? Like you, you grow up as a kid, you listen to your mom and dad, they tell you what to do. And then you get to school and then it's teachers that tell you what to do. And the principal that tells you what to do. And then you get to university and it's the lecturers that tell you what to do. And then you get your job and there's a hierarchical structure there and you're told what to do by that hierarchical structure and they lay everything out. I want you to do this and this is what's expected from you. And mm. So we don't think for ourselves. We don't think for ourselves and we're trained. We're trained to follow orders, right? And to follow and to seek structure or, or, or to seek boundaries, right? And that's the thing when you go out on your own, like I've done for a long time and like you're just, you've just done for the first time with your new business, you have to create these boundaries and rules and habits and strategies for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. There's no daddy to do it for you. There's yeah. no there's no government to do it for you. There's no boss to do it for you. You've got to do it on your own. And that is fucking daunting for a lot of people. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, tell me a little bit about it, your your experience because you're a disciplined person and you've you've always you're a very smart person and you 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 study and you've you're just a cool dude. But you've been employed for 25 years, I guess, 20 years at mm. least it's coming up on. I want to hear a little bit more about your transition. and Yeah. So, I mean, big corporate, right? So, um, and I've, I've been within a structure of, of employment for a very long time now, be it at director level, group managing director level, whatever the case may be. The consulting model that I'm doing, I have done before, but it's been in conjunction with a partner. May I interrupt you? I'm so sorry. I, sure. I don't want to interrupt you. I want to hear that aspect of the story, but I think for context, if you could just if you don't mind, just just on a surface level, just describing the the set of circumstances that led you to 
have to work from a reasonably young age. I mean, younger than most people, you didn't have the opportunity to go to university and, you know, study and do that kind of stuff because from a very young age, something happened in your life that forced you into, into that. Would you mind sharing that with the, with the audience? Sure. Yeah. Um, not something I discuss often, Nick, but <laughs> um, I know, I know. yeah, my dad, my dad, um, when he was, when my dad, oh, okay, now I have to go back in the memory banks. When I was very young, um, probably about 10 or 12 or 13 years old, my dad um, worked for a corporate company and he would go up into Africa, a pump company. And mm-hmm. um, while he was up in Africa, he contracted two viruses simultaneously. So the first one was malaria. And the second one is a very, very bad virus called blackwater fever. And uh, the mortality rate in blackwater fever on its own is three out of five. So it's a 70, 70% um, odd, 73 odd percent mortality rate. Mm-hmm. So he got blackwater fever and malaria at exactly the same time. The doctors basically said, it's done, bro. You, you, you finished. And he's, he wasn't. He's so tough. He's such an amazing human being. <laughs> but thereafter, uh, started a very, very long process of a downward spiral of my dad's health declining mm-hmm. and the finances in the, in the household just completely waning until the point where we were basically out, out on our own. I mean, um, I, always, I always jest. And I've turned it into a bit of a joke, right? But I said, I bought my first house at 21 so we could have somewhere to live. <laughs> but it's the truth, Nick. It's, yeah. like, it's not a joke. We didn't even have a house at that point. Right? So I started working at a very young age. Um, at 16 years, I started working and doing as much as I could odd jobs. Um, at 18, you know, um, started getting a little bit more serious jobs and progressing. And, you know, my dad was a salesman. So guess what I became? A salesman. Mm. But, but nevertheless, it's great because it, it taught me about people. And, you know, within this environment, I had some incredible mentors. And for me, I, as I progressed, you know, it was sort of a, a telesales consultant. My first job, my first proper job was selling stationery over the phone. God damn, wow. can you imagine that? Yeah. And then sort of went into FMCG, um, FMCG um, became key accounts manager, then went into another industry, became um, – sales manager, moved into another industry, um, became a GM, and then GM, I went director, director, I went group managing director for a group of about 10 companies. I then went out on my own and consulted. So at the age of 39, um, I've been directly or indirectly involved in the management of about 30 odd companies. So oh, that's incredible. It's, it's been a hell of a ride, Nick. Um, mm-hmm. It really, really, really has been a hell of a ride. And a lot of it has been out of pure necessity. But mm-hmm. also a lot of it has, has showed me so much, man, you know, and um, everybody's like, oh, what industry are you in? And I'm like, uh, um, I'm not really in an industry and I don't really care about industry. Whether you're selling pens or whether you're selling um, face masks, what I care about is the function that I fulfill within the business towards either the growth of that business or the growth of the people within that business. Mm-hmm. Because business is business. It doesn't matter. And business is life. Right. Yeah. That's and, absolutely. We were having this discussion the other day. I mean, this this fallacy that you have, uh, um, you have your life and you have your business, and the two are separate. No, mm-hmm. man. If you're a shithead at home, you're going to be a shithead at work. Sure. Uh, and that's yeah. just as simple as that, man. You've got it. Yeah. In fact, I, I believe that everything stems from, from, you, you know, M Y F B. Make your fucking bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get up in the morning and make your bed. And, and everything stems from there. And if you, if you go out to become an incredible human in all aspects of your life, 
then you will become an incredible employer, employee, father, mm-hmm. husband, uh, whatever the case may be. How you, how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you do everything. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. And I say to a lot of people when I'm consulting with them, and I'll say to them, who's the most important person in your life? And it's always like, oh, you know, my wife and my this and my dad. I'm like, no, bro, it's you. You yeah. are the most important. And this is not being selfish. This is being intelligent because – only by understanding that you're the most important person will you put the amount of effort into yourself required for you to become that husband, that great sure. husband, to become that great Brazilian jiu-jitsu coach, or to become that whatever, whatever it mm-hmm. is, man. But it all starts with you, man. You and 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 you know, be curious. You know that that's mm-hmm. a be autodidactic. Create the habits of being an autodidactic. Go out there and get all the information. Could you explain? Could you explain that that phrase? I'm not familiar with it. Oh, autodidact means self-taught. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, okay. So what I realized when I was young is, I mean, I, I didn't have, have the opportunity to, to go to varsity um, university. We call it varsity in South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, we didn't have the, I didn't have the opportunity to do any of that. And I wanted to try and differentiate myself from people. And I, I, let me tell you a funny story. Very few people have ever heard. Mm-hmm. A, a girlfriend of mine that I, to this day, I, I thank her for this gift she gave me. I must have been about 17 years old and she gave me a book for my birthday right? Maybe 16 years old. She gave me a book for my birthday. And I can still remember the book. It's the Sword of Truth. It was a fiction fantasy book. And um, she gave this to me and I was like, oh, fuck it, book for my birthday. And I put this thing on the side of my bed and it lay there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I am insomniac. So one night I picked up this book and I started reading it. And Mm -hmm. so began my love affair with books. And what I realized is the more I read, the more um, my vocabulary increased. Mm-hmm. And the more my, my vocabulary increased, the more Czechs ladies started taking me more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this is no jokes, right? So I started becoming an avarice voracious reader. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, that in my mind at that point, I had something that maybe the other guys didn't have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't the biggest or the strongest or the best looking or whatever the case may be, but I knew a little bit more. And my dad had always instilled in me this value of, of reading, not reading, but, but questioning, questioning everything. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a, my dad's a, a staunch Christian. I'm, I'm not, you know that. But the first book he ever gave me was Eric von Duniken's Astronauts of the Gods. Uh, Ch- Chariots of the Gods, right? Chariots of the Gods. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It. that's it. No, was it? Okay, Chariots of the Gods, yeah. yeah. And I mean, despite the fact that he was Christian, he was like, here, read this because uh, you need to think for yourself. That's interesting. So also, so, so the, the whole, this whole idea of becoming autodidactic was just, what do I love and can I get my hands on this information? And of course, initially, this led me on the conspiracy theory route. <laughs> and I became a, a, an avid conspiracy theorist and, of course, thought I knew more than anybody else out there. And I knew the secrets <laughs> to the universe. Sure. Um, and I'm now a reformed conspiracy theorist <laughs> in society. In fact, I question, I question it. I, yeah. I question conspiracy theories and I can question mainstream. Yeah, yeah sure. You've got, to think, you've got to think for yourself. So, yeah, that's that's the story of, of becoming an, an also an autodidact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy to, to learn that phrase. So, yeah, so here's the thing. This is, this is I think, the crux of if we if we want to provide value to the people listening here, they're going to, some of them at least, will need help with a certain thing, which is, look, I'm sure a lot of them accept that this is a great opportunity. And that in 21 days, or however long it takes for coronavirus and the self-imposed and the uh, the restrictions and everything to be lifted, there's no doubt about it. You have a wealth of information at your fingertips, more than any society has ever had in the history of humanity. 
with mm. the thing in your pocket, your phone or your computer or what YouTube, whatever. There's, there's almost nothing you cannot learn during this time, right? Or at least start mm-hmm. to learn or at least make decent progress in. I mean, I started learning Japanese a fucking uh, three, uh, six weeks ago. And I, I'm not fluent in Japanese, but I can read and write the alphabet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like wow. in six weeks. Just, but, but, wow. and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying it to help no, that's people. Awesome. I just want them to understand that there's, there's very little you can't do if, if you take disciplined action and create habits, right? Mm. Mm. And so, 100%. I guess where, we, where I want to go with this is how do we get someone to the point where he can dig deep and find the discipline required to take action, to do these things that will improve the quality of his life. Like, because because everyone, everyone wants to do it. Everyone wants to learn Japanese. Everyone wants to start a business. Everyone wants to write a book. Everyone wants to do these things, but very few of us actually do it. Right. And mm. so is there a, a piece of knowledge or wisdom that you can share that will help people dig deep and, and create those habits and, and find that discipline? Yeah, I mean, if we could, if we could find the answer to that and package it, you and I would both be multi-multi-multi-billion dollar, <laughs> billion, billionaires, right? But it comes down to a couple of things. Okay, so first and foremost, you were talking earlier about people being um, programmed in a certain way. Well, we've also been programmed with the understanding that failure is bad, right? Mm-hmm. Which is the most ludicrous thing that you could ever begin to think of. I mean, you're a jiu-jitsu third-degree black belt. Um, I'm a jiu-jitsu black belt. And what you and I have both done repeatedly and for for hours and hours and hours and hours, and yours is failed. And the only difference between you and I and anybody else who ever started jiu-jitsu is the fact that we just didn't give up, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You've, you've got to first and foremost understand that you need to be able to give yourself permission to fail and that you will fail. And that in the failure will come the lessons, you know, and there's a very good chance that I'm going to get broke, Mac, in the, in mm-hmm. the next two to three months, but I'm not going to be poor. Mm-hmm. You, you understand the difference? Sure, between there's that, a right? major difference. Like <laughs> broke is temporary, yeah. poor is forever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try whatever I can. I'm going to do whatever I can. And if I fail, well, at least I go down swinging. Okay. So sure. I think failure, failure, failure is the first thing. And, and just going out there and accepting the fact that, you, you can fail. And so the way to, to, to harden yourself, because the second thing you need to do is you need to callous your mind. You, you need mm-hmm. to build mental calluses, right? Mm-hmm. And so the first thing you can do is you can go out there and find something you suck at just, just to begin with, right? If you say to me, I'm going to open a business, but you're not even willing to take up some sort of a hobby, some sort of a sport, some sort of an activity that you suck at initially, then I'm saying to you, you're never going to go out there and be successful. Sure. It, 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 everybody, Nick, everybody wants to go from zero to hero. Everybody wants to go from guy behind the desk, nine to five, to successful businessman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody wants to go from from weighing, um, okay, so I don't know pounds, right? But weighing, uh, you can do the conversion for me, from weighing 100 kilograms down to 80 kilograms. So what's that? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so 220 pounds down to 175 approximately. Yeah, yeah. And, and but what nobody fucking sees and what nobody plans for is the small, consistent, mind-calloused, horrible, terrible failure that it's going to take for you to get there first. Sure. There's a, there's a company that does um, 
venture capital and they do startups. And I just can't think of the name, but I know for a fact they did Dropbox. In their whiteboard, in one of their boardrooms, they actually have the plot of a businessman, right, of, of a startup, okay? Mm-hmm. And in that business plan that they have, they have something called the trough of sorrow, okay? <laughs> and the trough of sorrow is put there to – as part of the plan, to turn around to these guys and go, guys, at some point, you are going to fall into this trough of sorrow, and you're going to feel sorry for yourself. Not, not if, when. And when it happens, know that it's part of the plan. Know that it's yeah. part of the process. And if you plan it to be part of I mean, don't plan to do it. But you just expect, ex- yeah. Yeah, that, that, that you have. I mean, so this is a, this is a, a massive, a massive startup incubator and and these guys are turning around going this is what's going to happen sure so these are the emotions that i'm going through right now it's a it's a way it's a it's a signpost along the road right and then i often use it i when 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 i hit that trough of sorrow when i'm starting a new venture i i actually get happy because i know yeah this this means i'm on the right path like if if you if it's it's expected i mean everyone fucking went through that everyone who's ever achieved anything in any realm has been through that anyone yeah. or yeah exactly or they don't deserve what they have right or they didn't they didn't earn they didn't earn what they, they didn't have. earn it yeah and, and, exactly. and, and then they will and then they will lose it just as quickly yeah, exactly right it's that's such that's yeah. such wisdom they, yeah. yeah they'll lose it just as quickly I, I i really appreciate that what you just um shared i think it's absolute gold it, it's just that it's it's about finding courage as well you know and, and one of the, mm. the tips that i give my clients and one of the it's a jedi mind trick i use on myself as well is um when you want to do something right and you you're afraid of of potential failure or consequences or whatever whatever the root of that fear is that's that's blocking you i mean you just have to run worst case scenario right and really deal with that in your mind run through that that particular worst outcome like so for example you're you're leaving full time employment as you did and you're starting this new new consulting agency, right? Worst case scenario, the absolute worst case scenario is you don't get any clients. The market rejects your product or service completely. You fall behind on your mortgage payments or your bills. And eventually you get evicted, right? But here's the fucking mm. thing, dude. You've been there before and you beat it, right? Yeah. You beat it, yeah. right? Like, like to me, I was thinking about this, about this whole coronavirus thing. Okay, there's no food, right? Worst case scenario, there's no food breakdown of society. Fuck dude, I could do with losing eight pounds. <laughs> like, I'm, I, you know what I mean? I, I've, I, I could, I could skip meals for a couple of weeks. I've done fasting before and I've got a strong mind and yeah, I could lose a little bit of weight. Like I'm in shape, but I could lose a little bit of weight or like, you know, if it's, if it comes down to an survival of the fittest, yeah, it'll be fucking horrible. And I probably don't want to live through the whole thing, but fuck, what a challenge for a human being, right? That's the ultimate fucking video game. Can you survive the apocalypse, right? Yeah, well, I almost wanted to go one of two ways, right? I either wanted to go completely fucking tits up where I'm running around with my bow and um, because <laughs> right? Jared and I are doing Archie together, right? So we call it zombie apocalypse training. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, so it's either go completely fucking tits up right around the whole world. Like I just, everything must break down. Or alternatively, we must get through this, and then as a community, we start working together um, with one another, and we realize that there are new norms and new paradigms and new ways of doing business, 
and um, and mm-hmm. and together we can overcome that. Sure. I just spoke to a, a good friend who I've always said he reminds me of you so much. He's just another South African friend of mine. I really hope you guys meet one day. And we, we had a call about it the other day and he just said, I'm just so disappointed in how fearful people are. Right. And and, yeah. and, I, and I, and look, I'm not, I'm going to stick my hand up right now. Sure. I'm concerned about this whole thing. Sure. Like there have been times when I've been afraid, right. And I've been, but I don't let that fear consume me. And I, and I realize, fuck, like as human beings, as, as men in particular, this is our legacy is we've come through hard fucking times. I mean, like this is nothing compared to what our ancestors went through. This is nothing yeah, compared, nothing to, compared to World War II, right? It's nothing compared to World War II. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing, right? And if you are sitting at home shivering in your in your house, worried that your Netflix subscription is going to lapse and you're going to be out of work, like, dude, fuck off. Grow a pair of fucking nuts, dude. Grow a pair of nuts. Let, let me let me give you the truth of the matter, Nick, and then I'm going to tell you what I've done about it, right? Because if I if I hadn't done something about it to the degree that I have, I, I would probably be considering suicide, like right. And I don't mean that in a in a melodramatic way. What I mean is, you'd, I'd be considering something very serious. Okay? I'd be in the 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 dark nights of the soul, the depths of despair, and and <laughs> and, and all the rest of it. But so. Through a series of circumstances, I, I leave the business that I was with. Um, this was like three weeks ago, right? Four weeks ago, yeah. Four okay. weeks ago. And um, I turn around and I'm like, I've done this before. I know I can do it. I turn around to my family. I have a chat with them. I go, right, guys, you know, what can we do? We look at the finances. We look at everything. And we go through this worst case scenario, just like you say. How, how many months can we last? How many months can we go? Where can we go? And, and, and I'm, you know me, I'm a very analytical person. So I, I planned everything to the nth degree. Then, then I go out and I start speaking to people. And the, the discussions are incredibly positive. Incredibly mm-hmm. positive, man. And yeah, we can look after you. And I've got two, three, four really good um, um, guys who are still looking after, who will still look after me now. But but I'm going okay, man. This is actually this is actually going to work out. Like this this mm-hmm. can actually work out. And then literally last week, these businesses are now understandably fighting for their own lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about me? For sure. I just want to temper what I just said earlier because again, I want to make it very clear. I'm not saying to people you shouldn't be afraid, right? And especially considering I don't have children, and there's a lot of people, including clients of mine, who have children and are understandably concerned for their welfare. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is being afraid and wallowing in it will not help you in any circumstances. You have to rise above it. You have to go through it, it, right? It's the only, it's the only way forwards, right? It's the only, Mm. it's what your ancestors Mm -hmm. did when they were hunting the deer and they were starving and they were afraid of the lion that was wanting the deer as well, whatever it might've been. That's a stupid example, but at, at one point in your bloodline, Someone was standing on a battlefield, terrified, or he was starving and knew he had to go and kill a wild animal or defend his home or whatever it might have been. And he stepped up and he, and he went through it. And what we're about to go through or what we're going through is nothing compared to that. Nothing. Nah, like, absolutely not. And I, th- I think that's, that's such a key, a key thing for me. I might also be talking this way because I took my testosterone shot this morning and I'm ready to take over the world. But <laughs> So look, Nick, this is the jam, man. So I'm stuck at home. I have every opportunity to wallow in my soft pity and uh, stay in my pajamas and, and dirty boxes until three o'clock in the afternoon and not shower and not shave and, and, mm-hmm. um, um, and feel sorry for myself, man. But 
I put together this 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 entire regiment. Um, so um, you know my brothers um, um with me for this period now, Jared. Mm-hmm. My wife's not with me, and you know I turned around to Jared and I was like, right, bro, this is what we're gonna fucking do. Are you ready? And he's <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I the big white blackboard here in the kitchen. <laughs> I wrote this entire schedule down of everything that we're going to be doing during the course of the day and what this means and how we're going to be doing it. And then I was like, right, let's do a show. He goes, what do you mean? Fucking let's do a show. Let's do a show on Facebook. Give this information away because other people are feeling this way too. And he goes, okay, cool. Let's do a show. So we did a show today. You know, I mean, I used to do the podcast as well, Talk Lab podcast. Mm-hmm. And this show is called, and it's a it's it's homage to Zach Galifianakis um, in between two ferns. This is called Alongside a Lamppost. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's it's going to last as long as the, the lockdown is going. And we put this information out there to everybody. Um, and it was on my Facebook page. So we did Facebook Live. Tomorrow morning, I'm going live with my students, um, my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu students. And I'm going to be teaching them live. And we're going to be going to class. So I said to the guys, guys, if you're injured, you come to class and you sit there and you fucking watch, right? What's the difference? There's yeah. nothing or there's this. What do we want? And more importantly, community, family, you know, BJJ. Sure. And so I've put together this entire regiment schedule that includes getting up early in the morning. Jared and I are training, so we, we're not going to go out of our, our, uh, our gate, right? Um, but we're going to be running, doing like shuttle runs up and down the front yard. We're going to be doing push-ups and, and a host of training things. That's great. And then right after that, we're using Vim Hop's breathwork um, app. And so we but, come but honey, in. Let me, let me stop. Let me stop you. I, I, and not because yeah. I'm not interested in, in what in what you're doing, but like, let's let's dial, let's go back a level. Okay. So okay. a lot of guys are listening to this and they're like, wow, that sounds cool. Wow, that's cool. I wish I could do something like that. Or maybe I should do something like that. But what's the, I guess I'm looking for the, the either the set of values within you or the belief system or the, what it is within you that inspires you to do this. Do you get you get what get what I'm asking? Oh, my why? Yeah, your why? Exactly right. Your why, dude? Because oh, it's 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 actually such a simple thing, man. I believe that every person and every business has the the potential to be better, mm-hmm. and that's it. And I want to be part of that. But that's my why. That's exactly what I do. It's why I do jujitsu. It's why I coach jujitsu. It's why I coach business. It's why I help people wherever I can. That's it, man. I want a fucking rock star funeral. I want to die and I want like a thousand people there and all of them are going like, that don't help me 1%. And then I've won. I, I, don't, I don't care about like offspring and, you know, my, mm-hmm. no, I don't care about my legacy being through offspring. I, I care about my legacy being through other people, you know? Mm. And that's it. That's what it comes down to. That's my why. And let's t- let's go let's go very deep a little bit. Your audience is 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 fairly. Your audience is is very clued up, right? Yeah. What if I am indirectly through three degrees of separation responsible for one person doing one thing to another person doing another thing to a guy who cures cancer? <laughs> because that's what I believe the world is like. You know, we, sure. there really is this three degrees of separation. And I really do believe the, butter, the butterfly effect, I guess. The it's... butterfly, exactly, exactly. The butterfly effect. And mm-hmm. I have no idea how my actions are going to affect people. I do a management mentorship training course. Um, it's mm-hmm. really, really powerful, Nick. And I did this with a, a group about two years ago. 
And I was at the business um, two days ago, just busy helping them out with this whole COVID thing. And a guy randomly just walked into the office and said, Hunky, I'm so glad you're here. I said, what's up, bro? He goes, my life has completely changed. I said, tell me, dude. He goes, I'm up every morning at four. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm doing meditations. I'm doing breath work. I'm, I'm focusing my mind. And I've, I'm, I'm earning more money. Uh, and I just, sit, I just sat there. And this is a guy that I trained um, over a period of seven or eight weeks as part of a group of maybe 40 guys. You know, you can't get to know guys like that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just, just too many people. And he just, and he just said, uh, he said, I just needed to walk in here and thank you for changing my life. Now, Nick, this isn't, man, this isn't an egotistical thing, right? But this is when you walk away and you go, it's worth it. Sure. I mean, I completely agree with you. And then for me, and I don't want to just be talking about myself, but I think this is a very important point that I really want to get across to the listeners is, you know, like life is funny enough. It's funny that I bring it up now because I just went through something yesterday. You know, I always talk about the voice of the head and the voice of the heart, right? The voice of the head mm. is, is the chattering monkey mind that's constantly narr- narrating your experience and usually giving you pretty terrible advice, right? And, and usually pretty negative, mm. right? That, and then there's the, <clears throat> the voice of the heart, which speaks so much more softly. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot mm. more difficult to hear. You have to really tune in. And I've only heard that voice literally a handful of times, maybe six times in my life, bro. And it's given me very specific instructions or, or insight that has always, when followed, turned out to, to benefit me and the people around me. And when not followed, caused me to get pretty badly burned, right? And just yesterday, I was doing a meditation, a deep meditation, and I had I had one. I had like, I heard the voice. I was just reflecting on on my challenges and difficulties and a lot of things over the last few years. And it just said to me, what a gift it's been. Just that mm. one. What a, Absolutely what, a, right. what a gift it's been. And I, what, I, what I, I'm trying to impart to people and, and what I try to impart to my clients and pe- my friends and the people in my circle is that life is a gift. It's a gift, mm. man. It's such a gift. And if you don't make the absolute most of it and become the best human being you can be, the healthiest and the happiest and the fittest and do the most for society and, and help the people around you and just be the kindest and, and fulfill your potential. You're wasting that gift and you're spitting on life. Yeah. You're wasting your own potential. You're, you're, you're wasting the gift you've been given, right? Which is the, that is one of the worst things on a spiritual level. Or even just, you know, if someone gives you a gift and you throw it away, what a fucking terrible thing to do. And life has yeah. given you this gift. And if you don't use this time now, and in fact, use the rest of your life to becoming and de- devote yourself to becoming the best human being you can be. I mean, that should be your why, right? That isn't that enough? Isn't that enough to get you That's out of bed it. in the morning and, and get you to fucking do the sprints in the driveway or practice archery or call your friends up and check on them or study Japanese? Yeah, for me, it's exactly the same thing. I mean, um, Nick, I, I want to do the same for others, but how can I do the same for others if I don't do the same for myself? You know, if I'm not hacking my, my mind, hacking my body, hacking my soul, working hard, doing everything I can to be the best fucking possible version that I could possibly be, man. You know, it's not good enough for me to be a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I want to be a coral belt. And it's not good enough to be a, a business consultant. You know, it, I, I just want to be the best. And also within that also comes the fact that 
the best is not really like, I don't want to be the best in the world. I just want to be the best that I can be. And that's not me comparing myself sure. to you, right? I'm, I'm exceptionally good at what I do in jujitsu, not in comparison to you, but because of and with you, right? There's no competition there. This is my journey. I don't care about other fucking people, dude. Just sure. care about me. I, I hear you, dude. No, I, I completely agree. And it, in fact, the, the, the one, <laughs> funny enough, that voice, one of the few other times it said anything to me, and I spoke about this in a previous episode of the show, was it said to me, in no uncertain terms, it said, stop all comparison. Mm. Right. And, and that, oh, you, so when you hard, take man. those together, like, it's so, so difficult, but it's, it's so important. And it's, this is a perfect time to be able to do it. Like, just go do something that makes you better than the you of yesterday. That's it. Kaizen. Right. Spend, spend, exactly. Just, just whatever it is. Just Kaizen, man. Fucking Kaizen every day. One push up, two push ups. Sure. And then there's another thing that, another very powerful piece of wisdom that I learned from um, someone named Matt Fury, which is starting is half done. Right. So literally just starting anything, taking the first little step is as good as half completing mm. it. Right. So let's say you want to work out tomorrow. You're fucking getting cabin fever and you want to work on your body and, and develop a little bit. And you plan a workout, right? And you get to that point where, you know, we always we all experience this where you're like, oh, do I want to do this or not? And you have to overcome that resistance to doing it. Literally just go and do one, one push-up or one squat. Or if you want to learn Spanish, a lot of people want to learn a new language, literally learn one sentence. Just start. Just start. Yeah. Right? And you are 50% further than the dude who does nothing. Absolutely. And Nick, you know what people need to do, man? And this is what I was trying to get to now, right? Don't, don't look at anybody else and go, okay, so Huntley's doing like 10 things, okay? I talk about the things I do so that you can listen to the 10 things and go, oh, fuck, I want to do that one. That one thing, that one thing you do, that I want to do that. Then you do that one thing and you do it once and then you do it twice and then you do it three times and then you do it to the point where, okay, I can do this. And then you turn around and go, right, what's the next thing? I'm going to do that and I'll do it once and I'll do it twice and I'll do it three times until I can, I can, I can become competent. There we sure. go. Competent is a good word. Competent to that. And so you slowly start building your mental calluses and you slowly start building yourself to the point where you can do a multitude of different things across uh, multi spheres of your, of your life. Um, but just start with one thing, right? I mean, that's what it is. If it's, if it's a meditation, it's a meditation. If it's intermittent fasting, if it's a cold shower, fuck, if it's listening to a podcast, if it's starting jujitsu, if it's starting Archie, I mean, Nick, your, your, your listeners may not know, but you gave me my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Um, and uh, um, is it awkward for me to say thank you? But <laughs> thank you, right? No, bro, you deserve that. Yeah, thank you, bro. But the week after you gave me my belt, what did I do? I went and bought my bow. And I went and bought my bow. And started training. Yeah, because I wanted to suck at something. So now I've changed this idea of, oh, I hate failure, to I embrace and look for failure. Man, you know, the, the black belt, right? Like, there's a perfect example. I know a lot of the guys listen to this are jiu-jitsu guys, so they'll appreciate this. When you start training jiu-jitsu, everyone wants a black belt, right? Everyone, everyone wants a black belt. Like, no, let's not pretend. Or 99% of the, the people who start, right? Of course. What's the point if there's not? But man, honestly, honestly, a lot of the time, I regret being a black belt, right? Not, not because I know everything, right? But partly it's because I know a hell of a lot, and it's quite difficult for me to really 
like see a jump in my in my mm-hmm. game. Like it's it's mm-hmm. very it's it's much harder as you get as you progress in something, right? But also, yeah, dude, like I want the cup to be half empty again, right? That's why it's such a pleasure to start things, as you said, where you can fail, right? Or where you where you there's no expectations on you or there's no it's that's the fun part. Learning the skill is the fun part, right? You, you know, you've also got to be very real with yourself, Nick. And and this is what I don't think a lot of people are: is they they're not honest with themselves, and they're not honest with themselves because they've never taken the time to actually fucking listen to themselves, like do some mindfulness practices, or or perhaps mm-hmm. take some plant medicine, or do whatever the case may be, right? But I know myself very well, and I know where my I know where I'm a lazy bastard. Okay, simple. So so I know that I need driving forces behind me in certain aspects. So what did I do the day I bought my bow? Is I turned around to the guy and I said, I want to enter a competition. And he looked at me and I said, when's the first competition? He goes, it's in March. So this is early December. I was like, okay, so I'm going on honeymoon. I've got to take my bow with me and shoot every day. And if I shoot every single day, how do you think I'll be in March? He goes, oh, you're going to suck. I go, good, enter me. <laughs> And then, and then he entered me, and then like like a month before the competition, I ended up changing sites and doing this and doing that, and I completely put myself into three categories higher than I should have been in terms of the competition. Right? That's awesome. Who cares, Nick? Like, like who cares? I'm shooting yeah. against guys that know what they're doing. I've got nothing to lose, boo. Sure. Absolutely nothing to lose. So sure. you've got to be able to use your own weaknesses against yourself. You know, you've got to art of all your your own life against you sure no i com- I completely agree with you and uh it's it's something i really admire about you is that you're constantly looking for the the next skill to learn or the next boundary to push and you know <laughs> we're, i think we're going to end the show pretty pretty soon primarily because i'm fucking fired up to go and study japanese and do all my <laughs> nice. habits and stuff for nice. the rest of the day nice. yeah i think what i would recommend for anyone listening to this if you want to read one book during this time that will, I think, have the biggest bang for, for its buck when it comes to improving the quality of your life, I would suggest The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. That book really brought home to me just how powerful habits are and how we are all just a collection of habits. I mean, that's the foundation of the work I do with my clients is, is just helping them develop new habits, really, and, and holding them accountable yeah, to Yeah, you're that. the sum of your habits. Exactly right. And, and uh, I would encourage anyone to read that book because it's, it's not necessarily as difficult as you may think it is. Some, some of us build it up in our minds to, be being, to being bigger than it is, developing a habit or ending a, a bad one. And this book gives amazing strategies. Have you read it, by the way, The Power of Habit? I haven't. I haven't read that specific book, but I've read many, 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 many books on okay. habits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I can add something in, Nick. Of course. Uh, just just in terms of motivation, right? Because sometimes a good a good a good little motivation goes a long way, especially in a time like this right now. All over the world, bro. It doesn't matter where you are, right? Go and listen to David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me, right? And then afterwards find a pull-up bar and do all of the pull-ups. <laughs> just, just listen to that book now and listen to it in audio because what 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 this the, what this 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 crazy insane beautiful human being has done is he's got somebody else to narrate the book for him okay and between chapters they basically turn the book into a little mini podcast and they discuss things and go and listen to that book and go and listen to what can truly be achieved if you set your mind to something and hopefully it it gives you the the motivation. 
um, between the two books, the motivation on the one hand and maybe a little bit of the science and on the, the other hand and the tools, yes, yeah. to go ahead and do one thing, just one. You don't have to do 10, just one. Just start. Yeah, just start. Just start. Honey, what a pleasure speaking to you. Oh, dude, Nick, such a pleasure, man. Yeah, it is, dude. It is. It really, it always is. When, when the, the meeting of like minds always produces such wonderful feelings, I, I believe. If those listening to you want to reach out, and I'm sure there'll be many, many people who want to reach out, how should we direct them? Okay, I think the easiest thing at the moment would be, um, would be um, either Facebook or Instagram. Um, um, it's Huntley Smith, H-U-N-T-L-E-Y, um, S-M-I-T-H. Um, you'll, I'll obviously share the podcast directly off, uh, um, off your Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's the easiest place um, to, to reach out. And, and I'm happy to help guys anywhere around um, the world with whatever it is that, that they need help with. Um, this has got to do with value exchange more than anything else, especially in a time like this. Sure. And Nick, listen, dude, from, from me, how about I do this, man? Thank you for everything you've done for, for all of us, man. Thanks, um, the, the podcast you've been doing have been fueling me and your work has been fueling me and you as a human being um, have been such an influential part of my life, Boo. And um, I'm, I'm so very, very fortunate to have you as a, a friend and a mentor. My brother, I received that with an open heart. Thank you so much, bro. What a wonderful thing to hear. Okay, bro. Peace out. All right, guys. Have a good one. Ciao. I told you that was a good one. Wow. Just absolutely awesome. We were definitely... As Jay Campbell would say, vibrating on the same frequency in that episode. And uh, just as with everything else in life, when you're enjoying something and having fun, the quality of the output is is better. And I always have fun doing these shows, but that one was especially fun. And I think it, it came off in, in the quality of the show. I hope you guys are well. Just to reiterate my earlier message, now is not the time to panic. It's never the time to panic. Stay present and aware and uh, you'll get through this better than before. Until next time, love and light.